When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Lumineers Quest podcast where we talk everything Lorcana. Today is a little bit of a different episode. Unfortunately, Jake is out sick, but where there is unfortunate news, there is also positive news. Today is our first special guest episode. We are featuring Y Breezy. He is a Twitter sensation and a Twitch streamer, and we're really excited to have him on in the guest spot and filling in for Jake this week. So as always, we appreciate all the support. Thank you for following our YouTube channel and our podcast episodes on all the major podcast network and for the people that have continued to support our affiliate link on tcg player we continue to be just amazed at how many people are using it and so if you're interested in buying more tcg singles that you can find the link in the description to support the podcast with that said we're going to get into the interview and thanks all everyone for listening all right and everyone welcome why breezy to the podcast thank you for joining us this is going to be fantastic our first official real Lorcana community member guest. So I'm super excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, first of all, it's an honor to be here. Uh, being a first, I uh, got got a little goosebumps just for that. I appreciate, <laughs> me, I appreciate the invite. It was a, it was a, it's a, oh, I always get a little excited when people are like, yeah, just come on in. So yeah, it's nice to be here. Uh, the the you know the the Cusco uh, enjoyer. Uh, if you guys haven't seen me, but yeah, it's a, it's an honor to be here, man. Yeah, you know, I, I I think that's you know for the the people that aren't familiar with you, that's kind of the first question I wanted to ask is just give everybody an idea of who you are, and you kind of kicked it off there because you are definitely the Cusco enjoyer. <laughs> but yeah, just just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know uh, your background and what got you into Lorcana and that sort of stuff, and we'll go from for there. For sure, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'm Y Breezy. I'm the guy that you've probably seen uh, just be really loud about Cusco on Twitter or Twitch. <laughs> Um, I, I kind of started this journey around, I want to say like late September to just really start this, you know, content creation regarding Lorcana. Um, my background before that was, uh, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! I was a big Yu-Gi-Oh! player, uh, coming all the way back from like 2014-ish, about hat format. Um, whenever that was popping off, I really started into it. And then eventually it came to a point where I wasn't really enjoying the community in the sense of like I, I, my locals wasn't as exciting as they used to be. And I was just not enjoying the gameplay as much as I did at one point. And I wanted to switch it out. And around that time, it was like 2020, I want to say, uh, just around, uh, I, I jumped into Pokemon because Pokemon at the time had a really good deck with one of my favorite Pokemons being uh, Giratina. So I was like, ooh, let me pick that up, and I started playing it, and I was like, ooh, I can kind of start making content for it. Um, but while that was happening, you know, the the, the beginnings of Lorcana, the Disney card game, was kind of starting to appear. And I kind of put that in the book bookmark for the future, and then, um, you know, the, the, came, the game came out late 2023, and uh, I kind of fell in love with it after getting my first starter deck. I got the Sapphire Steel um, starter deck with Aurora. I uh, got the first pack. The first pack had uh, the giant tank on it. I read giant tank for the first time, and I was like, "This is one of the greatest cards of all time," which I was kind of correct about. And uh, <laughs> the game kind of hooked me in. And then I kind of looked through the cards, and I saw 
my favorite character of all time. Uh, you probably know which one it is. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. I'm going to forever play this game. And uh, we are here now talking about Lorcana for um, forever, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, you know, it started off as just like a, I love the, the Lorcana, you know, kind of realm that everything that they're showing out. Um, I guess real quickly, though, are you so are you a big Disney fan outside of this? I would have to assume so. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I can't lie and say I saw every movie that's like the new cars are coming out and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would like to, I, I would like to believe that I'm a big Disney fan. I mean, I, I live right next to Disney, so I go there quite often too. Um, if anything, I'm I'm close to being a Disney adult. But yeah, I, I I love the movies. I love the franchises. I love a lot of things Disney. So it's not only the card game that I really enjoy, which the gameplay is honestly one of the best games you can play right now. Um, the cards that we're playing also gives me so much happiness and pure joy, really. Yeah, you know, I so I, I'm a huge Disney fan. I guess just a little bit of background for somebody who may be on your side that's coming onto this is I've never played a TCG before. I have collected Pokemon since the very beginning, like literally set one since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't done it all the way through on and off um, the entire time. I have been on and off a little bit, but um huge disney fan you know love so i thought the the trading card side of that looked really fun but being the beginning of the you know the kind of the game the the community the everything i was like well this is definitely the, the opportunity to get in and actually learn how to play if you're going to do it right like this has right, to be the time right. so mm -hmm. yeah we got into it and we started playing and i'm i kind of on the same boat as you is that's kind of just you know history's now been made and you know we're on this crazy joyride um it's, it's been fantastic it's just nothing but a positive uh good energy from the community everything so you know it's 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 a fantastic time to be playing larkana and it's only just gonna get better yeah you know i, I agree i think i think every set has continued to like build on itself and and again i i definitely would put myself in the fanboy category but that being said i continue to be really really surprised with how much cool stuff continues to come out and how excitement I get from it personally to to continue to see all the, the the new stuff, which is you know I think what the main uh, topics we want to talk about today is all the new the new Inkland stuff. Plus, there's so much. The last this week has been a bonanza of uh, new characters, and uh, yeah, let's just let's just kind of jump into the most recent ones, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Let's let's just get into the the new stuff. So um, this week, like you said, has been a fantastic week for releases, by far the most we've seen. So. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be this week, but what, what are you most excited about? Like, what have you seen thus far? That's like really, really cool that you think is going to uh, be fun to either play or new mechanic or whatever. Um, fun to play. I, I do genuinely believe that new, uh, John silver card that just came out is really yep. incredible. Um, it's the steel one that's going to be in the promos. Um, yeah, they did just release all the promos. That's pretty crazy. Yes, too. the John Silver one is actually really fascinating because I'm really looking forward to what locations are going to offer into this game because yep. we know that uh, Ravensburger is releasing these uh, set one through five is like a whole because they already designed all of it together. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping locations are the last new thing we're going to get regarding the game. But I'm really looking forward to see what locations are going to do and what interactions we're getting with cards. So that John Silver card is really 
a huge bump in what locations they're going to offer, not only with the what the cards are going to be doing, but the interaction with characters. Being able to get a resist plus a lore per location seems really, really fascinating to me because some of these locations are already really strong from what we're reading. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems to be like the first real location staple, right? Like we've seen other lo- very much interacting with location cards, but that card in particular very much seems to be like if you're building a location centric deck you have to have this one there right so right. I, I completely agree right and i love resist as a keyword as well so it kind of hits both of my favorite things about the the new stuff that's been coming out over the time and i, I think it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what other location uh interactions we're going to get throughout the next couple of cards that we well there's still about 80 of them left but uh, I would like to see what happens moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were, you know, the the locations that we've seen thus far have been kind of a, a mishmash of what I'd say of like two different options. I mean, half of them, or no, probably not half, but, you know, there, you have the, the bunch that are like kind of just passive lore generators. You know, they have lore on the card. They're going to just help you kind of get there to 20 and be annoying for your opponent to take out because even like the one and two cost cards can be really beefy for characters to take out. Um, on that lower end of the spectrum and then on the other right. side of it you have the locations that add abilities to given cards and so that you know is very interesting too because then you know, you can get ward you can get rush they just um, released the jolly roger one as well that gives characters rush yeah. when they move there so there's just so many other opportunities to give cards you know new life that maybe didn't have all of the classifications or keywords necessary to like make it super playable um, but I think locations can like change that, right? Like maybe you have, Absolutely. you know, a, a card that's really cheap that doesn't have all of the, the the HP or the strength that it needs, but you give it evasive, and then it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I think right. locations are definitely going to change it up. Absolutely, and you just mentioned Jolly Roger. I really kind of want to dig into that because um, I played a little bit. Well, I play a little bit of uh, Commander uh, here and there, but I love tribal decks. It's one of my favorite things about Magic the Gathering, the fact that you can just make so many random tribals, like bears, mushrooms, pirates. And now we got Jolly Roger, which offers a lot for pirates. And that makes <laughs> yeah. my real pirate love and self just a little excited about potential pirate tribals that might happen. Um, so I, these locations are going to be exciting, and I hope uh, the, the, this set offers that beginning point and moving forward we get a lot more interactions with locations because disney it's disney right locations are so important they the the worlds that disney created the the locations are such a big deal so having these cards be flavorful and be good would be really exciting yeah i mean i think that's a perfect way to put it i mean you know there's just so many iconic places you know throughout the disney lore whether it be the movies or the parks or you know we've also talked about um on previous episodes like the potential for you know pixar to come in in the future i mean there's just so many so many things that right. you know can can create that nostalgia for disney fans and locations is definitely one of them and and jolly roger which you know what is a better more iconic place than peter pan's jolly roger um but yeah i mean i guess I, a little bit more specific you know you're talking about the pirate synergies pirates get to move to that for free Free. so that helps you know create a lot of pirate synergies and as you know we continue to get more cards and more pirate keywords mm-hmm. um i think that that will continue to be a more important thing you know i think up until this point the the keyword aspect of that has probably been underplayed a little bit there's just you know hasn't been a ton of those synergies uh but again as more of those cards come out and more of those 
scenarios like pirates pop up or princesses and princes and kings and queens and all that sort of thing, then they do become more valuable and those keywords become more important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with these locations. Um, but there's a lot more new cars to talk about and so fascinating to see what, like, I mean, John Silver, we just talked about it. Pirate. Um, you, you have Jolly Roger, John Silver. You already got a resist and a rush. I mean, that's pretty good for a 3 3 body. You know, yeah. small things that we can definitely already uh, see come to uh, tuition. Yeah, yeah, I mean, resist is definitely the most annoying thing to deal with. Like, I hate, hate, hate resist right. as as an opponent. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I think as, you know, a player, resist is so important, especially with being steel being so rampant in the meta these days and all the direct damage. You know, having that resist really is, you know, puts a damper on it. And so back to your original point on this, on that John Silver being... Um, being really good and having those synergies with the, the locations is going to be a very big potential. And for a three cost card, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to, to one up that for sure. Well, let me ask you this. What card are you, uh, what card really caught your eye? <laughs> what, what, what card is like, oh, ooh, this is the one? Uh, today or in general? Um, let, let's both give me both. Okay. So today I, today I, I'm not going to steal John Silver. I, I agree. I think the John Silver one is very, very, very interesting. Um, but the, the secondary one is probably Ursula. I don't know if you saw that one or not. The Amethyst three, uh, three costs uninkable. Yeah. So whenever this character quests chosen opposing character can't ready at the start of the next turn. So I think that kind of gets into that same realm of, you know, uh, Amethyst, like really like freezing cards, kind of like your, your, uh, your Elsa's, but, um, yeah, I, I like, you know, that they're kind of, you know, again, they're really starting to find their footing as far as like what Amethyst does. And I think the freezing and card draw is really starting to, you know, come up with the oh, for sure. ser- service up with that. And so I, I would probably say that um, secondarily for today, I'm just going to say how far I'll go. Um, Ooh, the okay, action yeah. song card. And it has it has a lot less to do with the actual card and more uh-huh. to do with the art like that playmat oh slash art. I I, yeah. I I finally got my mat pre-ordered. I was going bonkers for that, and I wanted it so so bad. So I'm I'm that one to see that like what that card actually is, and that mm-hmm. it has been released. I was just I was just pumped for that one. Um, but yeah, really solid. So the okay. how far I'll go is a song. It says, look at the top two cards of your deck. Put yeah. one into your hand, and the other into your inkwell. So that's pretty nice. Such a too. good card. It's such a good card. I'm so excited. I, I for for a little information, I play uh, Sapphire Steel in person right now. Um, and like when I read that card, I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna ramp and draw a card. This is this doesn't really get much better than being able to do everything I need to do early on in the game. No, and I and I was actually I was gonna ask that. We kind of just jumped right into it. So you're are you playing the the resist Sapphire Steel? I'm, I'm playing uh, Sapphire Steel uh, Wheel, yeah. It's basically just uh, resist with cogs, yeah. bell it up, win the game quick. Um, there's a lot of Chapter 3 cards that I'm really like eyeing to test out. Um, and the, the moment I saw how far I'll go, I'm like, okay, well, we're we're cutting some uninkables immediately for that. <laughs> because yeah. that card is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, because that's actually what I'm playing these days, too. I've, I've been, I've been bouncing around so much this, this season. I just, uh-huh. I could not find like my home, I guess. Me you know, too. R- Ruby Amethyst is obviously like 
the big bad and i don't know i guess i'm kind of edgy because i didn't want to just like fall in line and play <laughs> ruby amethyst but no that's um, boring i get it man we, I, I refuse to play ruby amethyst and it's like i want to win at the same time but like i don't want to do the the dark side if you will that's what it feels like yeah you know we, that we've had a couple local tournaments and i have i've unfortunately always been like either out of town or otherwise already had plans or whatever and so i haven't had like gone to any of the winner boxes or the you know the local like 500 dollars winner prize take all kind of things but um mm -hmm. i have you know told myself i was like you can't play ruby amethyst because that's just you know against the against the fun that that the, the game brings but um okay so we're since we're on the subject of the steel and sapphire the other card that i was going to bring up was the mickey mouse um and i think or if you don't know which one i'm talking about it's the one that says exert for two ink play any chosen character the four cost uninkable one what do you think of that and it's and he's a legendary and he's a legendary too from steel so Oh, the 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 zero one one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the zero okay. one exert for so, two. I, I posted about this when the card got released. Uh, it reads gonna it's like it's like the Piper the Elf Piper card for Magic, but the problem with it is like turn four for like most steel decks is very crucial, and like having it play at four and then like waste more resources at turn five where you want to really play. I mean, you can play the cards at five anyway, but like, it just feels a little slow. And with the lack of protection or that early on, it might be not as impactful as the card really reads. I, I just, I just worry that if you don't protect it, it's gonna die, right? It's like if you play that card, you have to wait a turn to activate it, and the chances of your opponent killing it is really high, especially if you're playing against um, any steel that gra grab your sword. To uh smash any just the moment you sneeze at it it's gonna die so my thought was it's a little slow and i think that's where i'm at with it but like i am terrible with hot takes when it comes to that stuff <laughs> so like uh, i'm gonna we're gonna record this and like a month later it's gonna be one of the best cards in the game and you're gonna look at this and laugh at me so well, um <laughs> no i i can't do that and i'll give you some funny history to laugh at myself and, and poke fun at myself here is that in set one, when we kicked off, and this was, again, like us not knowing anything, we left Rapunzel off of our set one tier list because we didn't fully oh. get it yet. And so that, oh. you know, looking back on that one, that one's a massive miss, obviously. But I agree. So in principle, I agree. I think that obviously the zero one, like it's not a car that's going to do anything aside from get other characters out. Right. But if you can ramp quickly into you know other like bigger body cards like obviously i know the meme that's been out there has been ramping into the the goofy knight um <laughs> yeah. you know the the 10 10 for lore which is nutty so yeah. um so like i th i see the potential i also you know I, I i i don't remember the name of the location off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure there's a steel location that gives you resist uh, Mao's um, island the, the yes uh, yes yeah. that's it and so I think there will be other like support, if you will, for the card to make it a little more like useful or make it a little less likely that it just gets removed instantly. Um, but yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's one of those that I would like really like to to work and be like fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I guess as a comparison for the the for my listeners that have been here with us a while is like the Relentless Beast, the the legendary green uh emerald yeah. 
Beast in set yeah. two. Like that um, when that one came out, I was like, I know this probably isn't going to be really great because it doesn't have you know on play abilities. But mm-hmm. the fact that you can ping damage and keep questing just sounds so much fun. And so I'm kind it of in that really same is. boat with this card, where it's like really fun, right. but maybe it's not right. the best of all time. I I really yeah I, I think it's going to be useful. I think you can cheat out a lot of things with it. I just I would like to see and hope there's more protection coming in the like protecting of those tiny guys um because like the problem with this is like it's similar to like i said the the the, the elvish piper card from magic the gathering where where you can tap it and uh you get a you basically cheat out big guys um the only problem with this is unlike magic the gathering you get to attack characters right so it it dies because with it just it will die the moment you tap it Yep. And good luck not killing. You can bodyguard it, obviously, and all that stuff, but there's so much removal just in the current meta, it's going to be really tough to um, use it. But I do think if you really want to focus on this card, which you can, you can really get do some damage with certain cards like Kita, the new Floodborne that I really want to talk about. Um, if you get Miki and that, with some resists around it, everything is just not going to do damage anymore. And you can really get some free value out of it by protecting it. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I want to move, I want to talk about Kida a bunch too. And so, but really quickly before we move on from that one, what about selfless protector beast? You know, he's basically the damage absorber and I can't take credit for this one because I've seen it online from a couple other people, but uh-huh. you know, where, no, he he basically absorbs all the damage. Where it's like if you attack X character, then the damage still goes yeah. on the selfless protector. And so if if there's a way to you know to keep Mickey alive for one turn and then get selfless protector out there, then he can That's soak up true. all that damage. And so I, I again I think there are options to make it really mm-hmm. good. I'm definitely no brewmaster, and so I don't expect myself to come up with like the right. kit that's going to make this work. Um, but I agree. I think it's very risky. But if it pays off, then it's one of those situations where, it, you know, Mufasa from this set, where, you know, if you get the Mufasa and you get the right draw, then it like really st- starts to steamroll your opponent. And so Absolutely. I can kind of see the the Mickey. It's a fascinating falling. card. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I agree. But yeah. Okay. Well, Kita. yeah, you, you, about, you brought up Kita. We have to talk about my queen. Let's please <laughs> talk about the best card um, of set, set three because Kita is our queen and we love her so deeply um the legendary right like yes. it, it, it's just um i i predicted the floodborne coming in because i'm on Cusco watch uh it's it's going terrible uh <laughs> side note uh but yeah the key to protector of atlantis the five inkable three five two lore uh floodborne so shift three with um i believe i don't remember the exact uh ability name but it's basically when you play this character all characters get minus three attack until the start of your next turn. Yeah, so on so. your the the key there is on your opponent's next turn too. Then when you finish the turn after mm-hmm. you play so Kita, their start. next turn, yeah, they're not going to be able to attack essentially because all of right. their strength is going to be taken away. Exactly, and minus three is a big number, especially you know it, it, it stops a lot of uh, attacks from killing your small guys. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be really powerful because people are already complaining about that. It's all characters, so it includes yours. But the thing with that is you play this as your last thing, right? Yeah. You just you attack whatever you need to, play it, and turn. And then your opponent literally can't attack back, and then you reset. And uh, I think it's all right. I don't necessarily 
uh, see, oh, this is this is gonna ruin the meta. I mean, change the meta completely, ruin it, whatever. But uh, I just I love her with a passion. Um, she was, you know, she had me melting as a child. So <laughs> I, she has a soft spot in my heart forever. And I was really excited to see how cool she looked in this amazing Floodborne art. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that once we got the vanilla Kita, just the you know the one cost two two, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're definitely getting a Floodborne because there's no other reason to have that unless it's a shift target. Um, exactly. So I agree. I and, and and to add on to your point too, I think that ability also like if you're in a you know a, like a kind of a race scenario with your opponent, mm-hmm. um, and you're winning the race. Like this keeps them from being able to slow you down. Like the next turn that you know, uh, puts them in a position where they have to have another form of removal because if you're ahead and they're trying to slow you down and you take away all their strength, like what are they supposed to do? They have no other option but to either yeah continue Mm -hmm. to lose the race or to have some other option to get rid of your cards. And so ideally that you know is going to put you into the point to to win the race like you said so yeah i I think kita is a fantastic one too i i really love the art as well and to um to the credit of the you know the art team of lorcana i mean they continue to just knock it out of the park and so best um, art in any card game right now and like i i love pokemon and pokemon does crazy arts but like the 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 lorcana art has nothing but miss like nothing but just fire like they haven't missed yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, and sort of side note here, I mean, you know, that there's that new Star Wars game coming out. I'm a massive Star Wars fan too, but it's just like so dull and like the mm-hmm. the borders and like all of it, it just is like very blocky and choppy. And I I just don't like I it, it's been a very big hurdle to get over. But all of this right. art is just like so inviting and so fun and everything. But and the foils um, look good. It's just it's just such a like a perfect just art and everything it's visually such an appealing card game and Kita is like immediately going to be in the uh one of the best arts in the game conversation yeah. for and the uh 2024 goonies i agree and and you know as we talk about Kita, i mean if we need the vanilla you know one drop like Kita, even if you're not using Kita as the shift target like she's mm-hmm. still my one cost you know that i'm putting oh, in my yeah. deck my tutu oh, for sure. so i've been telling this to people also can't forget the other kita the bodyguard kita that's a two drop so not only you have yeah. one target you have two yeah. targets especially for steel songs and you want to see early five uh five drops early anyway especially with how much songs you're going to be singing um so yeah. you have two not only one but you have two shiftable targets for this beautiful kita and um, I I announced this to everybody that I've been kind of going this uh, rant about how if you have a Simba in your deck and you're playing Steel Song, um, please throw away those Simbas and put your Kitas <laughs> in the deck. It's just how it's going to go. Like, it's it's probably going to be common, so it's going to be a scent. So I told people, like, hey, if you play Steel Song and you have four Simbas in your deck, I will give you four cents to change it <laughs> because we need to improve those decks immediately sorry simba no i'm i'm on the same boat and i agree don't get me like simba's great like you know lion king is up there and one of my top favorite movies of disney but i trust me i'm on board like i'm team kita you better be switching out those simbas on my um on my side too so i'm i'm in the same boat for sure (laughs) good to know i'm not um no but okay so same so we'll keep it in the same the same franchise here but we'll switch it up and go back home to emerald um, what do you think about uh, Rourke and Milo? 
Um, Milo, the, are you talking about the Floodborne? Yeah, so Milo is the Floodborne, seven cost, four shift, quests mm -hmm. for three, and then when it, his ability is whenever this character is banished, return Everything all else. opposing characters to the player's hand. Okay, so that card, um, I, I just have such a fear of like Belb 2.0, um, especially it being an emerald. It being like one of those like Omega impactful, but since it says when it's banished, you don't have to worry about it being in a challenge. So now this is always going to be a threat. However, you don't really want your opponent to be able to bounce some cards into their hands again, especially in certain matchups like the best deck in the game, Ruby Amethyst. You yeah. never want on playabilities to be reactivated against that deck, especially knowing that's how good, that's how their specialty is with their bounces, with their abilities to do things on the spot. Like, will you ever play this card when a Maleficent Dragon is on board? No. <laughs> and no. it's uninkable, so it's kind of dead. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, do I really want to give this guy more options? No, you know, honestly, that's a really good point. Is I, I hadn't thought about, you know, reactivating those on-play abilities. You know, my, my main thought was, this is basically like a junior be prepared in the sense that, you know, there's enough tools out there where you can control it. You know, like you can shift on and, you know, go into an attack and banish yourself to then clear the board. Um, or like teeth and ambitions, you can just teeth yourself twice and yeah. banish him, you know, if, if you want to get really creative. But I that no, that's a really good point. I think that uh, while you might clear the board, you probably do, if you're in a situation where you're needing to do that, then you're mm -hmm. probably giving your opponent as just as much of an advantage as you are hurting them. So it's probably more or less a net neutral for them. Um, yeah, and so it's it, gonna be very situational. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I am kind of rethinking that now. I was really high on Milo, but I think you're right. I, I, I think that that's going to be one that isn't going to be quite as impactful as it could be. But Rourke, on the other hand, you know, he's the uninkable. Three cost. Oh, yeah. Um, and he has two abilities. Is whenever you play this character, chose an opposing character gains reckless their next turn. Um, and then whenever one of your other characters is banished, each opponent loses one lore. So I am so excited about this card. It's cheap. It's a three drop. The only minus is uninkable, I think. But reckless, I think, is one of my favorite abilities that is not being used at all. Uh, because when first set came out, I really loved John Silver because uh, I played. Emerald, yeah. obviously, yeah. and John Silver won me games so much that Reckless was just one of my favorite trigger abilities. But with set two, kind of died down because that was the only card that really provided that Reckless ability. So now getting this kind of changes things, and I really, really hope that we see more of that type of style. And the second ability is also really, really solid because now your opponent has to think about what's going to die. Yeah, because you never want to quest with him because you never wanted him to die. So they have to start banishing your other guys, and that's going to cause a lot of issues. Yeah, and you know that maybe maybe they think twice about B, B prep, right? Like you know if they've got you know if if you have a relatively wide board and they want to B prep to get clear, to clear it out, it's like well I can B prep and reset, but I lose you know four lore in doing so, and so does that slow me down enough to where it's not worth it? And I need another solution to fix that problem. Right. But, um, yeah. No. I. I think I agree. I. I was always a little higher on Rourke than than Milo, but I think especially after 
you know, hearing your perspective there, I think that's definitely the case. And um, one last take on this one, does he add more life to the, the set to bell, you know, where if they have to discard their whole hand, if they attack her or is, does, does she still need a little bit more to, to be playable? I don't, I wish I could say yes to bell. I, I really want bell to work. I love the art. I love everything it does. It's just, it's just going to get removed. It, like you, I rather, you know, if my opponent doesn't have removal and they have to attack it, I'm basically winning the game with no cards in hand. It's game over for them. But it's just going to be hard to pull it off. But I would love to see it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a world where it does. I mean, obviously, we don't have the full um, the full set list yet. But, you know, I'll mm -hmm. throw in another new one here since we're talking about it. You know, if you throw in the new Ursula where, mm -hmm. you know, when you play this card, chosen opponent, chosen, chosen opponent has to reveal their hand and the discard a song card of their choice. Oh, you know, that's that's cool. going to, I mean, that's, you know, it, of its own is one of the most fantastic cards of the set, I think. Yeah. But if you throw those in there, you know, so turn two, you have Ursula to understand like where your opponent has and if they have the removal to get into, you know, the Rourke mm -hmm. Bell realm where that's not as useful anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with you still. I think there's probably a little bit more needed to make it busted and really really playable whereas the, the few times i've played it you know maybe it works but most likely it probably doesn't and so it's more just like you having to get ready to play against it versus it like being a real nuisance where you have to discard your whole hand so right yeah that's that's yeah. kind of the realm that i'm in yeah uh if it's like i agree I, it's just like it needs like a couple more pieces to make it really really kind of cog it out and more consistent rate because right now you need this a pace e piece b to really get going but yeah. i hope bell works i really hope we, we get more cards to really help out bell but right now i i i don't think it's going to be great but then again like you know these takes are going to look really bad <laughs> yep, no i i agree i agree <laughs> i mean i think my takes are always pretty bad but <laughs> i for just a little hindsight um chapter two we're, get, we're getting released and I did a video on like best emerald cards because you know emeralds my team. Well, number one was pack tactics. So like that's that's <laughs> that yeah. I really thought it was gonna be good. No, man. I, I, really I remember that one. And it, and the hilarious thing is, is I was one hundred percent pack tactics mm -hmm. team too. I may have not put it like at the top, but I was like in that same deal. I told you about Relentless Beast. I would have said Relentless Beast was my top one, even though I knew I was like this does not activate on play. He's going to have a, a hard time getting this off. To where it's like really really worth it but i just wanted it to be there and pack tactics was another one of those like key pieces with all that chip damage that you would be doing to add to that lore and just mm -hmm. it, it just all fell apart um yeah. but i guess since okay so let's take a little bit of a step back here and we can kind of talk about some of the set three stuff because i think this is gonna um change it up hopefully but you know I, I'm I'm in the same boat. I've wanted to be an Emerald lover, but it's been really tough. So why do you think Emerald has been so underwhelming this far? And I guess to lead you in, I think it has some of the best cards. Like I think in general, Cusco, your boy is, you know, one of the better cards in the set. I know Lady Tremaine kind of not one. Well, you're right. Sorry. The best card. <laughs> no, um, no, not the one. All right. <laughs> I know Lady Tremaine gave him a little bit of a damper in set two, but I think between Cusco I also love the Cheshire Cat. 
you know, and he just never gets any play because, you know, the eight cost is really high and Emerald's always been pretty aggressive. And so you just never get to that point. You talked about John Silver. I also think John Silver's fantastic. Um, and then you have obviously the Prince John and the Bucky and the discard kind of arc of Emerald. And so I think that Emerald, like on paper, is really good. But obviously in practice, there hasn't been a really, really good Emerald deck yet. And so what is your take on why we haven't like seen a super successful competitive Emerald deck yet? Um, it's honestly quite simple. It's just no removal. Just no removal. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no removal. And, um, you know, we've seen Emerald Steel kind of pop off uh, for set two. But yeah, I, aggro deck wise, you rather run... Amber Amethyst most of the time. I know some Amethyst uh, Ruby aggro decks are popping off right now as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, it just doesn't do the aggro. It's it's lacking that removal so it can kind of synergize with other things. Um, Steel is kind of the best color that synergizes with Emerald right now just because it offers not the not only the, like the Floodborne with the, for the Buckies, also offers the, the 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 damage for the ping decks that are kind of popular as well. Um, so I think the problem Emerald's facing is it doesn't have uh, unless you're playing discard, which if you're playing Emerald, you're kind of just doing that right now. Um, you don't have any draw power uh, unless you're playing discard. Yeah. You don't have any removal unless you're playing discard, yeah. and that's kind of the shoe in for it. Like evasive decks aren't that good. Um, the green Fossa deck is really solid, but like. It is really good against just matchups, and you can't guarantee those matchups. So it's just right. like it's fun, but if you're playing Mufasa decks, you're most likely playing Ruby. So it's not as good, um, just because Green doesn't offer that removal that Ruby does with uh, you know on play removal with Lady Tremaine, uh, Dragon stuff like that. That really offers that M mcdonald's deck to be really good yeah. um so it's just one of those things that it, it it's lacking the the core of like what does it offer other than the the discard and it's not doing much at the moment yeah the and and the one thing i no, i i totally agree with everything you said i think the one thing that i will add though is in the way that i've said and i you know kind of want your take on it is that the best decks now either have like heavy, heavy removal, which is, you know, obviously your Ruby Amethyst, or they right. cheat the curve. So, right. you know, your Steel Song cheats the curve because you have the singers that have removal that are higher than their cost. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it cheats the it cheats the ink curve. It gets you ahead of it. You're singing a whole new world or you're singing Grab Your Swords or Strength of a Raging Fire, or all those before they should be sang or should be played. Yeah. And so that, you know, when you're cheating the curve, it's a lot harder to keep up. And then the same thing with like the Cogsworth ramp that we've been talking about is that the amount of draw now that you have in Sapphire plus the amount of ink ramp that you can do cheats the curve by that way, by getting the ink that you need faster than you know your opponent can. And so I just, I think there's no ramp. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no cheat the curve and there to your point, there's just no removal. And so, um, there's not been enough, enough enough tools outside of those realm to like really make it viable yet, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I do genuinely think discard is really viable too. By the way, like I, I do want to emphasize that too. Like I do think Emerald has a good spot right now in discard. Yeah, but that's kind of it. And like you said, it just doesn't cheat out those things unless you make your opponent discard. But Chapter Three, I, I did that discard deck looks scarier than ever with Ursula and Morph. 
Yeah. Um, we haven't talked two. about Morph. Yeah, I think I think it's important to talk about Morph too because I think Morph, Morph is, is going to. I think he's going to breathe breathe life into a lot of cards. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So Morph is the card like Ditto. You know, I, I've been calling it Ditto. You mm -hmm. said you, you know you're a Pokemon guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he, anybody can shift onto him, and so I think um, it's going to be really fun to play him because you can really catch your opponent off guard. Ideally, mm -hmm. you know, and again, right. if you can keep him from getting removed. Which you know, I think there's you know some ward locations that you can kind of get in, um, get in play. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my biggest morph play, and again, you know, this this is more just a hope than anything. But I was the biggest heroic outlaw fan, and so if you can throw a, a heroic outlaw on morph and like Ooh, catch your okay. opponents off guard, like massively off guard, that would be uh -huh. like my number one set three play. Do I think it's yeah. going to be viable? I have no idea, but that would be like my favorite thing to do. Set three would be <laughs> to shift heroic outlaw onto morph and just completely obliterate your opponents that way. That that might yeah no that would be really nice. I, I love Aladdin. I kind of died off in set two the popularity yeah. of playing, but yep. that would be a nice shift. But it has so much. It's so many good targets in that discard deck too. With when you have Bucky and Morph in play. Now Morph can turn into any of the good Floodborns that you just kind of sneak into that deck, too. So it's, like, so much to offer. Similar to, like, you I mean, Emerald just isn't too friendly with other colors right now. But Aladdin would be good. And I, just, I would just, like, I love to see what it can do. And I think Morph is really going to open Emerald up for a lot of decks. Yeah, I, I think when you have that flexibility there's the potential to do so much with it and so the flexibility right. the flexibility of that card i think is going to be really really mm -hmm. fantastic i agree i agree um okay let's let's take another step back here um just in general you know we've, we've really dug deep into a lot of these different things into the inklands but in general like what's what are you most excited about about inklands is it the locations is there some other card or um item or action or something that you've seen or yeah, just in general, like what are what's making you pumped for the new set? I mean, uh, kind of went through it. Kita, um, Kita is really exciting because uh, <laughs> yeah. Acoustic Watch is really in the dumpsters right now. <laughs> um, but uh, like the the real the, the the true answer is Kita. But if I had to like be like you know podcast answer, it has to be <laughs> the excitement of what locations are going to offer, what we are able to see with interactions with uh with those um, locations. Uh, but for my deck that I'm really the one card that I'm really 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 excited for is the coin the legendary item yeah messing up its name yes. but lucky it's dime the, lucky the dime. lucky dime it's I'm so incredibly excited for it because it every time a new item that's good comes out and it just happens to be sapphire because sapphire just kind of being the item thing right. uh, I just immediately want to play Tamatoa and bell uh and that card is really good because you can cheat out lucky dime early if you play sapphire anyway yeah, yeah and you know i'm really excited to see what that card is going to bring into my deck immediately i know it's expensive i know it's uninkable but it's such a cool card like it's gonna it might win you games in the sense of if you have a bell and this and you yeah. can somehow tap both you're getting 10 lore in one turn and that's insane. Yeah, I agree. So again, you know, Lucky Dime it says exert for two ink, chosen or choose a character of yours and gain lore equal to their lore. 
So I agree. Right. I think the, the the cool thing here is this breathes new life into cards that just are begging to get removed, like Bell. Like you can play Bell and already have the lucky dime on board yeah. and then just use your exert to yeah, get that absolutely. lore from Bell. And to your point, if they can't remove it that turn, then that's 15 lore across two turns and two cards. For mm -hmm. turn one, you get the five from the lucky dime. Turn two, you get the five from the lucky dime and the five from Bell if they can't if they can't uh, remove her. And so I agree. I think again, I think it's one of those that it is a steep cost. It is seven, but to your point, you can ramp to it pretty quick. And so the uninkableness doesn't you know scare me as much, especially with all of the amount of draw that Sapphire has now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm in that same boat, especially being the first legendary item. I would love to have something, um, and, brewing that can yeah. make that work. Right. And, uh, I, I know I always think Sapphire still when I think about items, but the brand new card that also came out today, the, the, the magic of the spell, the, the floodborne, yep. um, yep. that's, that card is kind of insane with it too. It's whenever this card, this character quest gain lore equal to the cost of one of your items in play. And guess what our cost of the lucky dime is? <laughs> seven. seven. So now I know it's a shift five, and but like you're gonna ramp so much. Um, the only problem with the combination color is like lack of draw, but you have friends on the other side and stuff like that, so you'll be okay. But like being able to just heavy hit lore, I feel like it's gonna be really fun, and that that card really excites me because I do love my items. I do like the sapphire color because of what they offer in the sense of like ramp because i'm a green player in magic so like for me the ramp is really fun so i'm really excited to see what the item uh what this item can offer for sapphire yeah i agree i i think that you know it, again the thing that i like the most about this continued stuff is not necessarily locations in general but I, the way that they're going to impact the game, you know, they're going to change the way that we think about the game. They're hopefully going to shift the meta away from, you know, just a strong dominant Ruby Amethyst that we've seen for six months now and really breathe life into other decks. Um, and, and things like Lucky Dime, things like locations are going to give, you know, the game that opportunity to really like move around the, the strength of or the power you know struggle if you will of the all of these decks so I'm, I'm i'm really excited about that one as well i think that'll be pretty cool yeah absolutely um and then yeah i mean just in general i think again as we think into the future what are the properties that you're wanting to have added i think you know i ask this to all of my my friends Ooh, you know whether they're just disney fan or lorcana fans or just disney fans i like to get their takes on what they think the best property Ooh, slash cards would this be this is such a fun topic to discuss because like there's so much right yeah. i'm not even going to mention pixar because pixar's own like yeah pandora's box of cards if you're just talking about disney i would love to see um brave um i i, I don't know why we haven't seen it brave so yet. brave's technically pixar you know that's hilarious is to it? say that yeah brave's the one princess what? That is Pixar. Wow. Okay. This is the first time someone corrected me on that. I've been saying Brave this whole time, and everyone's like, "Yeah." So that, I appreciate that. Well, no, I, it's 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 funny because it's you know that it's Merida. Merida is technically the one Disney princess that was made outside of Disney. Like she was technically made by Pixar. Um, obviously, it was produced by Walt Disney, but yes, I mean it was. Um, made by Pixar, but anyways, yeah. So I, I agree. I mean, I love I love Brave too, and she's definitely top of my list, being in the, you know one of the cooler princesses. Oh. But 
yeah i that, i just no i just thought that was hilarious i had to, wow, had to play on that awesome. one but i mean but no uh, well uh, we're not talking about pixar i brave that's wild uh, <laughs> i've been saying this for like all the all all of the like questions that i've been asked that's like my first answer but if you're just doing disney uh i would love to see um obviously nightmare before christmas that would be like my personal yes top notch i i needed in my oogie boogie is one of my favorite villains of all time his song is one of my favorite songs of all time i would love to have him in the game and i would love to play that card um but i think that's like the big one that i really been focusing on is uh give me nightmare for christmas and we had the perfect opportunity in halloween but i know it's too soon to lose like special edition stuff so we didn't see it yeah but, uh, that'd yeah. be really nice um yeah i think if i had to say one would be i would love to see, give me oogie boogie yeah that, that's funny that's funny you say that because we've talked about nightmare nightmare before christmas as well and I kind of said the same thing. I was like, I wonder if they would do like a special edition kind of not like a one-off where it doesn't like incorporate into the game, but kind of like a, a mini set, if you will, where, mm -hmm. you know, you only add like, you know, 30 or 40 cards and it's mainly, mainly um, revealed around that as kind of a holiday theme. Um, and so that's, that's funny. Cause I think that would be a fantastic way to do it too. Um, but right. mine would be probably big hero six. I, I just, you know, I think you have a ton of characters and a ton of potential of like synergies between the, you know, the full team. So many people would um, be so happy. So many people would be so excited. I know, I know the Lorcana goon himself. He's been really looking forward to seeing Baymax as well. Yeah, uh, I, that's, so I'm, a, I'm in that boat. I think if you throw Baymax in there, you got to give him one of the best, you know, healing abilities in the game and the synergies uh -huh. with the, the rest of the, the group with Hero the and group. Go Go and, oh, yeah. and all them. Like it'd just be cool. And, and that's one of the things that I like. You know, I, I'm torn because there's the Disney side of me that wants to play my favorite Disney characters, and I've done that from time to time. But then there's the competitive side of me that, you know, wants to put decks together that can be, you know, pretty competitive in the, the larger landscape. And so if you get a if you get a big Hero 6 deck where they can, you know, all be played across two inks, best believe right. that's, that's one of the ones that I'm going to be playing. Um, I think, I can't remember, I don't think it's Pixar, but Meet the Robinsons would be cool. I you know that's uh, I think that's like a like an underground favorite or a cult favorite I guess as most people. It's say. such a good movie. I believe it's just Disney. It is, yeah. That and is like, one. there's so much flavor in there with like kind of the time travel aspect of being able to kind of have that. So many items you can use because there's so many like things you see from the future, and I don't know. It'd be it'd be super cool. I would love to see that too. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th I think, you know, between, like you said, between the time travel stuff and like some of the vehicles, you know, that you see uh, like in there and the T-Rex, obviously, um, right. I think, I think there's, a, you know, a lot of opportunities to have a bunch of cool cards come from that one too. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's just, it's fun to see, to talk to people and to ask that question because it's, you know, you kind of get a, uh, a little bit more of an insight into like the Disney fandom behind the player mm -hmm. because you know there's no like bounds as to what you know you're asking it's not like what's your favorite card and you have bounds on it it's but just like you know no no boundaries what would you like right. to see and so i like that one too right. but um okay but yes so like speaking of what we want to see and where we want to go um so chapter three we haven't seen any enchanteds yet nope. but Ooh. i think we've got enough cards now and we definitely have i think like five or six legendaries so we're probably halfway through the legendaries um, and, a, yeah. and quite a few rares and super rares and everything. And so I feel like we have a good stable amount of cards to like guess uh, what some of the enchanters would be. 
Um, so yeah, let's get your take on a couple of what you think. All right, chance let's let's start with Amber, right? Yeah, let's yeah. Start with Amber. Um, I think uh, so. They've been kind of doing this thing where it's like a legendary and non-legendary, right? That's kind of yeah. kind of been the theme, if I remember, like the Snow uh, yeah. White Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a B A. Like so, legendary for Amber has to be Kita. It it yeah. can't be anything else. It just can't be. Um, but like, if it is, I I really don't think so. Why would you pick some like the card already looks enchanted? <laughs> it does. It definitely does. Elevated into uh, you know, the super sane, if you will. Uh but that would be my first kind of I think that I'm the most confident in that one, I would say. Um yep. but my second would be I think Pluto. It's the perfect like yeah. cute card. It's the it's a superhero dog. Like it's perfect for enchanted. It's Plu it's dog. Everyone loves Pluto. I think it's just a shoe in for that as well. Yeah, no, it, it's funny you say that because my guess was going to be Pluto. I, I agree with you. I think it's like he's like a Disney staple character. I think right. the theming and the art behind it is fantastic. Um, and on top of that, like the card itself, I think, I mean, we didn't even really talk about him, but that card could be extremely busted as well. And so oh, yeah. um, I, I, I would love to see a Pluto one. I, I am team Pluto as well. Um, so I would, I would love to see a Pluto one. Um, we haven't gotten a ton of amethyst cards yet. And so it's kind of hard. I mean, I think amethyst I, is probably I think I have the hardest two locks one already. I, okay. I well, I already have two locks. Let's do it. Then. Um, legendary. I do believe this is Maleficent, which I should probably yeah. talk about that card real quick. Yeah. Um, it's the, uh, the five drop, uh, yeah. two, three, um, whenever this character's quest, draw a card, whenever you draw a card, move a damage to opponent. I believe yep. that's. Yep, that is correct. I mean, it, we have we've had translations on that one. A little for two, three, something like that. I don't yeah, know, we we've had close. translations on that one because we haven't gotten the English version yet. But yes, it's a two, three, cost five, and then yeah. So you're correct about the abilities and then quests. For okay, two, perfect. So I do think that's the legendary. I just makes sense. Yeah. And um, now that we've seen in more cards, the magicka, the spell enchanted, just makes all the world makes all the sense. The shiv, the floodborn. Yeah. It's just. It's such a good looking. I mean, the art already looks phenomenal, um, but I think that would be a nice addition to the amethyst scene. Yeah, that one's hot. That the, those Magicka cards are like hot off the press too, and so mm-hmm. it's very possible. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I I am a hundred percent on Camp Maleficent. I think that that one's pretty much a shoe in as well. The second yeah. one, though, I could I could see it, it being be Magicka, but I could see them throwing in a curveball too. So I don't, I don't there, know. Yeah, it we'll, probably is a card we haven't seen, to be fair. But like, if I had to pick, I think that'd be my option. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I think that's very strong. Um, okay, Emerald. We'll we'll just run down the list. We're going through. It. We might as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, ooh, this one's uh, this one I've been thinking quite a bit because my 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 myself wants to see um, Helga to be yeah, um, yeah because that card like please give me all of the foils. Um, but I, I do genuinely think the it will be for the legendary slot. For it, well, no, it's not a legend; it's super. I, 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 I mean, it, why not Helga and uh, Milo? I think Milo would be the, yeah, the legendary slot. I mean, if you're getting Kita, but then again, it's like, are they gonna do same same franchise? property? Yeah, same yeah, franchise. That's that's kind of the problem with it. But I think for the legendary, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it was, but like, I, it's, it, it, if you're going to get Keto, we're probably going to get him. 
they're kind of meant to be together forever so it makes sense if both of them got lit enchanted yeah the only the only thing i would say on on the emerald side is, is I, i've also seen some like rumblings of an ursula floodborne for the the oh. you know the two costs and so i you know again obviously that's like massive rumor mill but if that's the case oh. i could very much see that happening um that'd so, be amazing yeah we would see that, that one gonna be really strong yeah yeah for sure um Ruby, you've got the Jim Hawkins legendary so far, which I could totally see being one of the enchanteds again. Being I the, think with the treasure plant, like the Inklings, like oh adventure thing, I think it yeah. just makes sense. We're gonna see the in the adventure to be yeah. there. Again, sure. I think the theming's there, I think the cards there, you know, his abilities with locations is there. So yeah, I, I think that one makes a lot of sense as well. I guess the I guess the real last question on the enchanteds there then are you know, and I'm skipping ahead because I do want to talk about steel too, but um do we ever get like an enchanted item like you know i, I said do are we ever going to get a legendary item and we did so do they ever try uh, is there a world where they turn the lucky dime into an enchanted or are they smart enough to know that you know the I people want characters before we get items we'll get locations uh, or song i would uh, no, i would want locations make sense yeah i you know i that honestly has never crossed my mind but i would 100 percent be down for an enchanted location like i think that would just be gorgeous especially if you have like cards where um like enchanted arts where it's like the character in it as well yeah like um the uh the 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 vil manor like imagine that art but like yeah. cruella is in the back somewhere just like looking super Ooh, menacing. yeah that you know what i mean like I think the characters should be in the location as the enchanted art. Oh man, like, that would be sick. It's not the character style, but like it's just them. Like I don't know, she could be like sitting in her chair, looking all evil as the manor kind of is there. Uh, I don't know, just options there. I think the character would really up the location's art style, and I think that would be cool. Um, okay, so I'm gonna give you my hot take here, real quick on the on the steel uh, one. I think it will be one of the titans. You know, so Ooh. I I don't I don't know if they're all steel. I know there's been a couple Titans revealed. The Amethyst one. Oh, is is it just the two? Is it just the the steel and the Amethyst? Okay, yeah. Is it Lithos and Hydros are the only two yet? I mean, I guess there's yeah. the Rise of the Titans. My action. theory is that they're releasing it for each color. I think each color is getting it. Oh, I you know what? I like that theory better than um, mine. Actually. I think the Wind one is going to be Emerald. I think the the big guy is going to be like ruby uh or oh, the, I like no, the, the magma one is going to be i forget their name but i think the the fire one is going to be red and then uh the the, the big guy is going to be uh probably sapphire it's just my Ooh. guess yeah i know that I, I like that theory a lot actually yeah I, I i just i remember you have the two actions in the lithos card but i forgot the other one was was mm -hmm. amethyst, so i could be wrong but i guess you know you have the exert uh chosen character which with the amethyst yeah. one which actually fits very well into that set but um okay so do you have any predictions for steel then um since we, i kind of like blow Ooh. blew through those steel oh, i don't think we've seen the legendaries for them we have yet. no so i think that's the one we have the two so you have the mickey the trumpet mickey which, which we talked about to start off with yeah. here then you have the robin oh, hood yeah, yeah. then you have the robin hood champion of sherwood who's pretty cool too it says oh, when this, yeah, 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 yeah when okay, this character is yeah. banished in a challenge you get to draw a card um oh, we're getting the mickey aren't we it's just i don't know I, I that robin hood is fantastic but they love mickey i mean of course they love mickey but there's already uh, been two why not three? <laughs> but there have been like seven legendary beasts when i say that so that's true i i do think he might be uh, he might be an enchanted robin hood would be much better like 
so much better. I agree. But I think we're going to get Mickey. That's just me being a little pessimistic there. But. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, the other thing I would say is I don't know how many of these we've chosen have been Floodborne. You know, there's always a couple that are Floodborne. Quite a bit of them. Akita, Milo. Uh, oh, Jim you're right. Hopkins. So we are hitting okay, that Okay, point okay, okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just I've done a terrible job about that too. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah. We're, so we don't necessarily have to hit the, the mm-hmm. Floodborne mark on that one, but. Um, yeah, I, I you know I don't know. I, I would love to see one of the the Titans. Uh, so oh, I guess on that one would be Lithos. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I I don't really know that much about the Steel ones either because you know we still I mean, haven't. Simba seen... might be another option. I know. Already... Yeah, the new Simba is pretty cool. This Simba might make sense, but I genuinely do think the other Steel is going to be a card we haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm backtracking a little bit on Amethyst. I there's like there's there's slots for like seven more brooms cards, right? Have you seen that? Oh yeah, there's so much broom availability. So I I I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swing in the I'm gonna just take a swing in the dark here and say it's gonna be one of the broom cards. Oh, if we get enchanted brooms, I would be so happy. Yeah, I think that I think so that would be a hit too. That'd be so funny. At this point, the brooms are kind of becoming a meme. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think I think like the, it would be really again like I I really want to be able to play like a theme deck. You know, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I've played a little bit just for fun. Uh, it's pretty cool to play because there's so many synergies there. I would love a broom deck where you're just sitting here broom on, broom off, broom on, broom off because you have so many of them, and they right. just you know have that broom recursion. But um, yeah, we'll see once once they reveal all of them and if they are actually brooms or not. And, how much of a viable but um okay so last last question i have for you uh i know this is very early on and we've already had some hot takes that are probably going to be wrong but (laughs) what are you going to play next set and what like what do you think is going to be the best and what are you going to play um so as someone that hasn't even stuck what i'm playing chapter two um i think i'm going to keep my steel sapphire going i i played it chapter one i played it chapter two i think i'm it's my safe bet um, all the time with it now and i think i'm just going to add some of the cards that i'm really interested in like um the dime and see what it takes me um i think that'll be my moving my my cards that i've been playing moving forward however you know if he can make Cusco viable i will be in the emerald <laughs> right back again because i don't want to play discard uh so as long as if i can make my emperor playable again i would like to because i miss him so much in my deck because there's nothing better than playing him and actually questing for three in this game yeah i agree it's just one of the best it's the best feeling in the game and uh yeah it's it's awesome (laughs) and uh i miss doing that so i would like to see him playable again uh but i just don't see emerald plus another color other than discard uh variant being viable just yet yeah. But and again, not, we still have like a lot of cards to go. Uh, potential more Cusco cards. Um, please, Ravensburger, I beg you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's what I'll be doing. I think I'll be sticking with my Steel Sapphire just because I'm also very used to it as well at this rate. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I I would love to get on the Emerald Train. I love just kind of being having that annoying. You know, when you're playing against an Emerald person, I just feel like you have that. They're that pestering person that's just like sitting there poking you. Because they're just annoying you so much with all the cards, whether it be bouncing a card back to your hand or the discard, you know, aspect or um, just like all the ward that you have in Emerald, you know, makes it really tough to deal with. And so it's just really hard playing against an Emerald person, but there just hasn't been enough Emerald synergies yet. So I agree. But 
Right. Um, yeah, and I've I've been playing the that Cogsworth ramp for probably three weeks now, and I've kind of stuck with it, and I've really enjoyed it as well. And I agree, I think that That's dime cool. is very, very, very interesting. So that dime is um, really. I, I would love to try um, a sapphire uh, amethyst with the magicus. I I'm really kind of keen on trying to try her out. Yeah. I love I love the art style. I honestly never kind of been a fan of the. But, you know that's not my franchise that I'm big into. However, this art really sold me into a different level. Like I, I'm in, I'm in love with it. And like the other two Magic of the Spells that we really didn't talk about, one of them being a vanilla, the other one kind of being a item grabber um, back from graveyard, is really exciting for an item deck specifically. Yeah. So I mean that that does have your uh, sapphire synergies there too. Exactly. You know, if they if they're trying to you know if they're trying to. Uh, Trying to uh, binge uh, your your dimes, just grab them back. But exactly, bingo. Um, okay, well, I, yeah, no, I, I think that's all the questions I have. If there's anything else you want to want to talk through uh, or want to ask, then no. Um, I think my it, but... my my final things would be um, Cusco watches and shambles, and <laughs> Ida's our queen. That's just kind of my last couple uh, things I want to talk about. Well, kind of mentioned because I've been doing that already, but like. Please, Ravensburger, I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. So I guess since we're off, like we're, we'll we'll wind this down here. We'll talk about some of it. So I am I am 100% Team Cusco as well. I will say that um, Jake, my co-host, who's normally with me, I will say is not Team Cusco. He says wow. that Cusco does not redeem himself, and that he is not near as bad as John Silver, or he is way worse than John Silver. Sorry. So. In what need, sense? Wait, hold on. What sense are we talking about here? That like, so that John Silver, you know, redeems himself in a more like endearing way than Cusco does in the end. And oh, I don't yeah. agree with that. I think well, because he's wrong. That's why you're right. He's wrong. No <laughs> way. Uh, what do you mean? He literally goes through this journey. It's not necessarily like it's more about understanding that. What he has in his life is something that no one else has. And he understands that being that spoiled prick will get him nowhere, which is very important. And that he learns to be a good emperor that cares about other people deeply. And um, that's why. And he kind of leaves that lifestyle, right? Because he goes to his pool house next to Patra at the end. And he's just like hanging out. He's, he's a family man at the end. Of course he redeems himself. That's what I that's what I said. Like the whole movie is like a metaphorical and literal journey of like hey, yes. him going through that whole like ordeal, I guess if you will, and like you said learning that you do have to be nice to people and it is much more rewarding to have those friendships and have that relationship versus Absolutely. just like having all the things, if you will. So. And like, kind of also acknowledging like the the I, I mean it's it's a little too deep. I I've digged into this movie a little too deep. I wrote uh, like I, I'm a psychology major, so like I written like <laughs> study like a little case study on this concept because like he also understands like privilege for the first time, right? Because yeah. he's never been mirrored that in his life before. Because if you mess with his group, he can just literally kick you out of his castle. And no one would bat an eye. So now for the first time in his life, he's kind of understanding what he has is a mega privilege. And that, that kind of redeems himself because by like accepting all of it and helping through his ability to do the things that he can now, rather than 
just being a prick that he was in the beginning. Yeah. No, I, I try. Like I said, I'm Team Cusco. You don't have to convince me. I'm just. Oh, I'm not have this. I'm just. I'm just here. No, no, no. To talk about your your the co-host. Yep. We we need to. Uh, it, 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 we need to fix that because like Cusco is his story is a beautiful story, and uh, it's just not cool, and he's wrong. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm glad we have it on record now, <laughs> so that we can. We can re-listen to this and have the the argument against it, and he doesn't have the opportunity to rebuttal because, to your point, there is no point. There's no need. There's no no need. It's just not. John Silver, great. Sure, he kind of redeemed himself, but like, not really. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Okay, absolutely. Last question. Um, I'm combining both Disney and Lorcana here on a on get on a percentage scale from zero to 100. What are the chances that one of the events this year is at Disney World? Hundred. You think that we will one hundred percent get an event for Lorcana at Disney? Absolutely. I, I I don't think it's gonna be at the park, but I do think it's gonna be there. Like I do think uh I, I, I highly do believe Orlando might get one just because we have Disney and like our convention centers that are used already for like Pokemon regionals. Yeah, I mean, I like surely some of the hotel. Like, I, I mean, I I'm a massive Disney fan too, and like parks fan, and, and my wife and I go relatively frequently, mm-hmm. and so I, I. But I can't think off the top of my head. Like, surely there's a couple hotels with like a big ballroom or convention center type deal yeah. where you could like not do Everywhere. it in a park, obviously, but you could do it on grounds. Absolutely, I, I highly do see it happen. Okay, I'm I'm on board for that. That's like my number one hope for the year is that they have an event, tournament, whatever you want it to be at Disney, and that you know we can go to the parks for a couple of days and then play Lorcana for a couple of days and like have just like a full on oh, Disney weekend. So that'd be that'd be perfect. That would be so perfect, and like it would kind of be the best of both worlds for the park, the the, the Disney brand, not only for the card game and their parks. Hey, you're selling tickets and you sell your cards. Win win. I know, like it would be, it would be awesome if they would do it on like, I don't know, like maybe not one of the launch weekends, but like right around the launch of a new set, like set four or five, and then you end up like getting the new cards and getting the promos and getting the Disney experience and everything. So that's that's like my number one hope for the year. So that's why I had to say that one. That'd be cool. That would be cool. But I, I think I, I don't see it happening in the beginning, just because if they're doing tournaments, it's that like beginnings of sets. Is not where you want to make tournaments, just because right. no one knows. Right. And like buying new cars, that's kind of they want to probably settle a little bit. But I would love to see that of like more, um, you know, more opportunity to buy uh, products. A lot of artists should be there. Um, just kind of make it a little bit event of it. But I know the artists already like working with like just events to kind of throw out their art. Yeah. But I think it would be really cool for Ravensburger to kind of spot like that yeah it's called a fan event then for at disney world and do all the new yeah stuff, just a little bit exactly it'd be nice um okay well again i i this was a ton of fun so i'm i'm glad and it was super last minute too and I, I forgot to say that from the beginning i know it was super last minute so i appreciate you jumping on and kind of saving us for next week um but yeah no it was it was really good to get to know you a little bit better and talk to you about the new set coming up and i appreciate all the all the time yeah, of course of course again uh honored to be here and if like I said, if you ever need someone to hot tag in, I'm more than happy to be here. It was a lot of fun myself, uh, and uh, hope to uh, be back. Yeah, absolutely. I, we would love to have you back. And if you're not following him, um, where can where can people find you? 
Oh, of course. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'm very loud about with a lot of caps lock conversations and tweets at uh, twitter.com slash at ybreezys. Um, that's Y-B-R-E-E-Z-Y-S. And you'll find me there as the Cusco guy himself. And if you ever want to hear me talk about more stuff alive, I'll be uh, actually kind of a teaser here. Ooh. Uh, I'm kind of <laughs> shifting my streams a little bit to a much more fascinating uh, v- way. Uh, I'm doing play, play like just just playing the game right now. But I kind of want to move away from that and transition to a late night talk show that we're calling Lorcana After Dark. So I'll be doing that Tuesdays and Thursdays on a weekend that I have not decided from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, Eastern time will be late night show hosting i'll be having interviews with uh guests that i won't be saying just yet but you can find that at twitch.tv slash ybreezy that will be going live in and youtube soon so watch out for those type of stuff yeah so check him out he's, he's super fun to interact with and if you love good lorcana memes or any of the fun um side of lorcana you definitely got to follow him so again everyone thanks for listening and thank you ybreezy for joining us and we will catch you next time boom baby Ha, ha, ha.